Hi guys, um, happy Black History Month. I am in my pajamas today and I am with another friend of the pod. <laughs> Hello everyone. I was on here a couple episodes ago, but it's me, Altair. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be back here again. So happy to have you back. Thank um, you. How has your day been? I guess I'll pack us a little bowl. Yeah, uh, it's been pretty good so far. I haven't done a whole lot today. I did go out and get some groceries this morning. Um, otherwise, I've just been trying to take care of my cat because she just got spayed recently. Um, but she's been doing okay. So, yeah, that's so, pretty much it. what is the healing process of getting spayed like? Does she have, like, stitches she can't rip? Or... Yeah. She has three, so they had to cut open a uh, part of her belly um, near the bottom. And, oh, that sounds so painful. Yeah, and so she has three stitches there, and basically she just has to wear a cone for a while so, so that she doesn't uh, rip the stitches open. Do they give uh, her any, like, cat medication, or is she just raw-dogging it? She's raw-dogging it, because they gave her anesthesia, of course, to do the surgery, but they didn't send me home with anything, so, like, for a day I could tell she was really in pain, but now she seems to be much better, wow. so. Well, honestly, good for her. Yeah. Like, she won't be fucking. That's right. <laughs> so, Altair just gave me a weed brownie. Um, I ate half the brownie, don't know how long it's going to take to kick in, things could get a little crazy, <laughs> so we have a lot planned for you guys today. It's so good to be back, of course, and it's so good to be together. I know you guys really like the episodes where I bring on my friends, and Altair is one of my very good friends. <laughs> um... Honestly, this episode is more of like a chill sesh vibe. I know our last episode was kind of informational, but we're kind of just going to talk about like our differing ideologies because while Altair and I are very good friends, um, we do hold key differences in our beliefs in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so today uh, we were thinking about talking about spirituality and like things like tarot cards and other yeah. things like that. I'm very spiritual. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that I'm religious, but I'm definitely very spiritual. Are you? Uh, I would say no. I'm probably one of the least spiritual people you'll ever meet. Um, and we can go into how I got there in a minute. First, I'm going to take a hit from this. Hey, take it to the head. <laughs> so what is it that makes you not spiritual? Do you like, do you not believe in that stuff or let yeah. me know? Well, basically, I mean, there are a lot of things that people mean when they say spirituality. Um, some people are talking about, you know, 
certain like beliefs in gods that uh, if they're not religious, they might say they're spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, some people mean they believe in things like ghosts or. Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe in ghosts? I do not. What? Um, <laughs> okay, we'll and, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But basically, basically the reason why <coughs> I'm not spiritual or religious um, is essentially because I don't see any proof for any of these ideas um, that people say they believe in. What about and, the supernatural? Like, Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, I haven't seen any definitive proof of anything supernatural, um, mm-hmm. and I've never had a supernatural experience either. But I also have, like, started to understand or rather for the past like decade or so I've studied um like cognitive biases and things like that mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that is actually just sort of people misinterpreting or misunderstanding certain events um we'll elaborate a little bit what types of events are people misunderstanding sure so like I'll give an example because my mother is sort of I mean <coughs> she's a religious person but she's also mm-hmm. kind of a spiritual person as well and she believes that one night, for example, she told me the story as a kid. She said one night um, she had a visit from a dead relative in a dream. Um, and that that relative told her, like, hey, um, your pilot light on your oven went out. And, like, old ovens had this thing called a pilot light where, like, it would have to stay lit um, because the gas was, like, constantly coming through the oven. So mm-hmm. it was like a tiny little flame. And if that goes out, then the whole house starts filling up with gas. Are you so, serious? Yeah. That's a horrible design for an oven. Yeah. Like. Well, that's how it used to be. That was the only way to do it in the old days. Before, like, electricity. I mean, before electric ovens became a thing. Yeah. But, so he would, so he told her, like, your pilot light is out. You need to go check it. So she woke up. And then she, like, went and checked her oven. And sure enough, her pilot light was out. And the whole, like, house was filling up with gas. So, like, she fixed it. She, like, had to clean... She had to, like, open windows and whatnot to get all the gas out. And then eventually she fixed the oven. Um, Wow. So... So how do you explain that? How does she explain that? Have you told her that you don't feel like this is real? Yeah, I have. (laughs) And, (laughs) I mean, we, we just, like... We didn't get mad at each other. We just sort of argued about it for a bit. Mm-hmm. But basically, the reason why I don't believe it's real is because if that's true, then that means, like, spirits exist, like, souls exist, and, like, people still exist mm-hmm. after they die. And mm-hmm. that's, like, a really earth-shatteringly big thing to say, essentially, is that, like, you know, there is an afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and for something that important... I would need something more than one story that I haven't experienced to believe mm-hmm. in that. Something that big. I get and, what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. And I also, you know, I also, like, I'm not going to say I'm a scientist because I'm not, but I believe Anybody's in that. Everybody's a scientist. <laughs> like, yeah. do you remember when you would be in school and you guys would do, like, little experiments where you, like, go outside and, like, study bugs or plants or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's one of the things that are, that is kind of, like, lost in our society. I've been mm-hmm. reading this book called The Artist's Way. And basically the concept behind the book is that, like, everyone is born an artist. Mm-hmm. But as you, like, go through life, we get disconnected from an artist because 
think about how creative children are and how much art they create and how many like magical imaginary things they see so honestly if you ask me i feel like if you love science and you like learning about things that Mm -hmm. literally meets the base level definition of a scientist you're not saying that you have like a science degree you're just saying i am a scientist oh yeah but the reason, well, what I was going to say is I'm not, I don't practice, like I don't do science for a living, but mm-hmm. I follow like the scientific method at least for like learning about things mm-hmm. and like discerning true ideas from false ones and whatnot. So, so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your mom's story is crazy. There are yeah. a lot of things to like unpack here. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that you don't believe that we have souls? Basically, yes. What else do we have? Uh, I would say brains. For me, I guess I guess I kind of feel like the soul is like our consciousness. Like, mm-hmm. a brain without everything else is just a brain. And we've seen what happens to, like, people who have a brain and have all of their organs, but, like, their soul is gone. They're, like, brain dead and stuff. So... Mm-hmm. If something has a brain and, like, a working body, like, that does make it alive, but that doesn't mean that it's, like, conscious. Yeah. What is so the conscious? Yeah, so what is consciousness? Well, that's, that's, I'm glad you asked that. I was going to talk about hey, this. Hey, <laughs> we're reading each other's yeah. minds. <laughs> so, basically, I think consciousness, there are, like, a few key things that define it. Like, number one, I would say is... It has to be alive to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is that it has to be aware of itself. Mm-hmm. So like that's the worst part. I hate being aware of myself. <laughs> like yeah, the fact that plants just get to be alive and like not mm-hmm. be aware of themselves. Yeah, can I just do that? <laughs> They're almost yeah. So I would see like a plant as like alive because it reproduces and whatnot. Yeah, it is. But alive. it's almost but it's almost more of like a machine. Like it's just following its programming, its yes. DNA. Instead yes. of really, like, thinking and being itself. Yes. Um, okay, but, what would you say is, like, the smallest thing that we can classify as, like, alive? Like Alive. Probably either a bac- the smallest organism would be, like, either a virus or a bacteria. Is it aware of itself? On, well, it's not aware of itself. Alive but you just, you and said alive. aware of itself. Okay, so conscious. What's the smallest conscious thing? Mm-hmm. Maybe an insect. Um, I'm trying to think of anything smaller than, like, a small insect that would be alive. Because, like, smaller than that, you would have, like, maybe cells. But individual about, cells aren't aware. That is that is the first thing that I thought, too. Like, okay, well, cells don't count. But mm-hmm. when I think of, like, the smallest thing that is alive and conscious, I think of, like, micro shrimp or, like, um, sea mm-hmm. creatures. Because they say that that was, like the root of where all things evolved from Mm -hmm. like from the sea and that became like bipedal and stuff yeah yeah. so do you believe in like evolution yeah i do do you believe in the big bang i do okay well okay well i believe in the big bang (laughs) yeah so so let me so okay i see where you're going with this so why do i believe in those things but i don't believe in souls Mm-hmm. Basically, the reason why is because we have, like, actual proof of evolution, even though some people don't think we do, but they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, like, actual fossil evidence of, like, one species, like, turning into another species, and we can see this happening throughout, like, 
you know, archaeology um, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And also, you know, Darwin provided some evidence when he studied the finches and showed how they were very closely related on a certain island in, like, South America. Mm-hmm. Um, and other things like that. So there's, like, there's proof behind evolution. Um, and, like, likewise, the Big Bang, I'm a bit more murky on the actual proof of that. Like, I, I did study physics, but it was a long, long time ago. Um, so I can't remember exactly right now. Other Honestly, than the cosmic microwave background, that's one thing. What but, the fuck is the cosmic microwave? Oh, so the cosmic microwave background. Basically, if you take, like, so you know that when you look at things in the nighttime sky, you're not seeing them as they are today, but you're seeing them mm-hmm. as they were yes, in the light left. that I actually yeah. do know. So, like, we're seeing the sun as it was eight minutes ago when this light left the sun. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the star Sirius, the brightest star in the sky, as it was eight years ago um, when the light left it. So if you look far back enough in time, it turns out, um, and you can't see it in visible light, but you can see it in either, I forget, it's either like radio waves or gamma rays, which are like the exact opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But you can find, well, no, I'm sorry, it's microwaves. Duh, it's in the name. Cos- <laughs> cosmic microwave background. That was a high moment. <laughs> that was, that was. But, uh, but if you look far back enough, 13.8 billion years, you see all these microwaves from every part of the sky. And that's part of the evidence, I think, for the Big Bang mm-hmm. is that they see all this light, like, super bright everywhere at the same point in time, 13.8 mm-hmm. billion years ago. Um, I think there's also evidence that, like, the universe used to, like, the universe expanded from, like, nothing to almost its current size in, like, mm-hmm. less than a trillionth of a second. It's, like, an insanely tiny amount of time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the point, someone, I, I wish I could fully explain it, but there is, like, actual proof for these things. But then you ask yourself, like, with souls, like, what's the actual proof of a soul? Like, that's, that's like, a non-corporeal entity that you're talking about. I mean, so. I, to me, because I'm a scientific person as well. Yeah. Like, I, I am the type of person that feels like I need proof for something to be factual and true to me. But Mm -hmm. there are evidence behind souls. Like, that is the part of humanity that can't really be explained by science. Like, I don't feel like everything can be explained by science because Mm -hmm. humans don't know everything. Yeah, we're never going to. Well, yeah, so, well, let me ask you this, okay? Mm -hmm. If you don't believe in ghosts, Mm -hmm. do you believe in aliens? Um, I... I believe that it's likely that aliens exist somewhere in space. Well, yeah, that would be like scientifically almost undeniable mm-hmm. that because space is so big and there are so many planets that mm-hmm. it's pretty likely that life is on at least one other. But well, it's really far. It's probably like so far away that mm-hmm. it may never be able to reach us um unless like they find some super advanced technology that lets them i mean solve the problem of light speed i feel like there's probably an entity out there that might be like smarter than humans i mean mm-hmm. you have to you have to think about it there could i be. know that alien stuff is normally like wild when we look at it but humans are we're only as far into evolution as we know it. Mm-hmm. But with the creation of, like, robots and, like, AI and stuff, like, who's to mm-hmm. say another society hasn't already gotten this far? Mm-hmm. 
And it's the same way as when we look ourselves down, like, the chain of evolution, like, Mm -hmm. monkeys, and then, like, I would say under monkeys are probably, like, some type of small furry animal, and then you start going down into, like, fish and sea creatures and, Mm -hmm. like, cells and stuff, right? Yeah. So, as we know it, like, the human is just the end of the chain, but Mm -hmm. they're... I don't think there's no way that there can't be things outside of that or past that. Or even, like, if they, like, branch out into, like, different human cross-species hybrids. Mm-hmm. But, Are you talking about, like, Neanderthal and whatnot that all yes. went extinct? Yes. Yeah. So. Well, we killed them all, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's that's the ugly truth of it is humans, uh... like, killed every other human-like species. Yes. That I have heard that truth, but that's mm-hmm. like on this planet. Like statistically, yeah. I'm sure there are so many other planets that we don't know about that have other like habitable conditions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or or even conditions like similar to Earth. Have you seen Futurama? Uh I've only seen like a couple episodes. We need to watch that shit tonight. <laughs> we Post sesh show yeah. Futurama. But they basically travel to like all of these different like universes and multiverses and even like times but they use science to do it Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so do you do you believe in things like that like time travel or well i i mean again i'm only i only base my knowledge off of like what we've discovered so (laughs) (laughs) that's actually a really good point (laughs) yeah so i think I, I know, we know for a fact that you can time travel into the future, but you have to go mm-hmm. at nearly the speed of light in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or you have to be near an extremely massive object, like very close to a black hole. Those are the, That's how mm-hmm. you time travel. Like That's actual science that you can do that. But you can only go to the future, and I don't think... I, if time travel to the past is possible, which I, there's no evidence for it, then that would bring up like a bunch of problems like have you heard of the grandfather paradox Mm-mm. it's basically it basically says like if time travel to the past is possible then what if you went back in time and like you killed your grandfather before like he had your mother and you then like what would happen to you because you would never have existed in that place well it's obvious what would happen to you you would cease to exist until it eventually comes up to like your current period of time yeah. Then you probably just fucking explode or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, but then if you cease to exist, then no one would have killed your grandfather. What the fuck, Altair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's like a big problem, and that's why I think it's probably not a thing. Because if it was a thing, and like then people in the future, if they invent time travel, then like they'd be coming back and fucking up all sorts of things, and we wouldn't have yeah. like the normal lives that we have. So I guess that makes (laughs) sense i don't know science is kind of like it's almost like a law to me Mm -hmm. like it it's the most logical thing that makes sense but like do you feel like there's a part of humanity and like the consciousness that can't Mm -hmm. be explained i mean so far there are plenty of things we can't explain but the thing is if you're saying we can't explain it, that means there's a soul. What you're basically saying is we can't explain it, therefore we can explain it. I mean, so 
the, you don't feel like animals have souls or like babies or I us? Mean, I think I think we're just very advanced brains in a body. And mm. so our consciousness just lives in our head, essentially. It's our brain. Mm-hmm. And we know that like, you know, when people used to get like lobotomies and terrible stuff like that in the yes. old days. Well, we know that if you mess with your brain, then that affects your conscious experience because like some people lost the ability to talk well um Mm -hmm. and like they weren't as sharp mentally after they got a lobotomy and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so i think that shows that like well i mean that alone isn't enough proof but i think that shows that the brain has definitely something to do with consciousness well yes well that i feel like i don't really need proof behind that because that is just like a fact like Mm -hmm. you can't be conscious without a brain they're two sides of the same coin Mm -hmm. i'm just saying that i don't think that the brain has everything to do with it Mm -hmm. like it's the same way as like how you can like feel things with your heart like how do you explain Mm -hmm. intuition intuition can't be Mm -hmm. explained by science because okay there is a survival instinct of where like humans are going to automatically do the things we need to do to like survive and be safe or we Mm -hmm. will try to but what about when people intuit things that like they never would have known or like been able to guess themselves yeah well here i have a couple answers for that Mm -hmm. um one is i would just say like intuition i think it is like a brain process a brain-based process because like you know we evolved in the jungle and whatnot I mean, not only in jungles, but, like, mm-hmm. we evolved and we didn't always have, like, cushy society. We had to survive um, and, like, we had to watch out for threats. So we had to have a certain, like, instinct for, mm-hmm. like, when something is wrong. And, like, we haven't evolved that much since civilization has existed. We haven't evolved at all, really. How do you explain so, an instinct, though? Like... It's part of the brain. It's just, like, a brain-based, like... I don't know. I don't know enough about the brain to, <laughs> to really explain it in detail. But I don't see why, like, because animals have instincts as well. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, they it's part of their brain, I would say, too. Like, cats just know when they fall how to, like, land on their feet um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we might have a sense for, like, when something is wrong around us and when we're in danger. Um, that's like mm-hmm. your even though we call it like a gut feeling or like speaking from the heart or whatnot those are all <laughs> they're all brain things really they're that's yeah. just poetic language i mean i but, guess you couldn't like formulate thoughts without mm-hmm. your brain it's possible for your instincts to get smarter and sharper and stuff. yeah do you well i was can i say one more thing yes first? so i was also gonna say this brings up something oh my phone locked i was gonna pull up my notes i like your um, wallpaper thank you yeah it's my uh it's my transition goal character <laughs> but uh yeah so what i was gonna say is the second one is when it comes to like people's intuition and instinct and whatnot um mm-hmm. a lot of people will remember like if they had a bad gut feeling like about a certain person maybe that this person was dangerous and they need to get away from them and then they find out later that that person was dangerous they'll mm-hmm. be like oh i was right my gut was always right but there are other times when like their gut is wrong but if they don't realize that like it was wrong or if they pe- people tend to remember like when they were right about things but they don't yeah. remember as well when they were wrong about things. Well, I will say that my gut is more times right than it is wrong. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that? Well, it could just be you have good instincts. 
Um, <laughs> but I mean, the, the thing I was talking about, it's called confirmation bias. Yes, I've actually heard so much about confirmation bias. Yeah. Can you like shed a little light on the audience? Yes. So for those, if you don't know, confirmation bias is basically where you remember when you were right about certain things, but you don't remember when you were wrong about certain things. And this can take form in like a lot of ways. Like it mm-hmm. can, it can take form in like, for example, superstitions. If someone thinks they... I don't know, had a certain spiritual experience or something, and mm-hmm. they have some ex- other thing that makes them think they were right, they'll remember that, but they might not realize all the other evidence that disproves that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and other things like that. Like if I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of other examples. Another weed moment. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we remember, we remember our own wins and we don't remember our own losses. So we think we're more accurate at things than we really are. Yeah. Yes. Actually, that honestly makes a lot of sense because I wasn't just born like this rational Mm -hmm. level-headed person who is like based in reality Mm -hmm. that's another thing about like I guess like children and why they don't have any survival instincts because they don't know Mm -hmm. but the more I know the better I'm able to like I guess like weigh every side of things and Mm -hmm. like confirm things that I feel like are true yeah we definitely learn and grow and our intuition grows with us So, let me ask you something. Sure. What's your opinion on, like, divine timing? Like, do you feel like things Mm. like that are real? Do you mean, like, something that feels like it was more than a coincidence, basically? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I also, again, I feel like that's um, partially confirmation bias. And also just, you know, some people don't realize, like, extreme coincidences do happen, essentially. And if you, for me, okay, I I started on the wrong foot. Let me say, first of all, if someone, if I were to have a divine coincidence, let's say, Mm -hmm. and I saw something that felt like it was way more coincidental than I, or it it felt like it couldn't have possibly just been random chance, Mm -hmm. um, I would have to think, okay, how do I know that this isn't random chance? Mm -hmm. Like, what proof is there that there was actually some other force at work here other than just random chance? And, like, if, you, if you're talking about some sort of god or something, that's basically an entity that doesn't, supposedly, like, doesn't exist in this reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, non-physical. Yes. So you can't, like, test for its presence, essentially. Okay, well, so I think we should establish a baseline here that I do not believe in God. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in God? I also do not believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> so... How would you describe, like, your religious orientation? Is that, like... <laughs> I would, yeah. Or my, my beliefs, essentially. Yes, yes. I would say that I am an agnostic atheist. And what that means is, it's two parts. Atheist means that you lack a belief in any god or gods. And agnostic means that you basically don't know something. So yeah, I'm actually, I consider myself agnostic too. So it's really interesting to hear like your reasoning behind it. So, so yeah. And I should also explain agnostic versus Gnostic really quickly. What the is Gnostic? Gnostic. Oh my gosh. I feel so (laughs) dumb right now. 
it's it's okay. You learn ten yeah, you learn like ten thousand new things every day. Or no, I got that backwards. If there's something that like everyone is supposed to know by the time they're a certain age, then there are ten thousand people every day who have to learn that thing. So hey, this is your this is your ten thousand moment for today. But yes. so so Gnostic means that you know a certain thing. So an agnostic atheist would be someone who knows that there is not a god. Mm-hmm. And then an agnostic atheist would be someone who doesn't believe in a god, but doesn't know if there is a god or not. Dang, now we're getting yeah. into some etymology. Yeah, and the same, is, the same is true for theists. A gnostic theist is someone who knows there's a god, and an agnostic theist is someone who doesn't know there's a god, but believes mm-hmm. that there's a god. Well, so the reason so you wanted me to explain it yes so the reason why i am an atheist is basically the same thing as like the reason why the same reason why i don't believe in ghosts or like mm-hmm. spirits or you know ufos or things like that i believe in um, ufos like okay <laughs> well hang on let me well, we can get back to ufos but i really want to explain this um the reason why i don't believe in any of those is because of something called the burden of proof Mm-hmm. And I'll explain the burden of proof really quickly. So, Damn, you're dropping imagine. some knowledge on us. Right I am, now. and I'm sorry you said this wasn't like a knowledge episode. Oh but... well, honestly, guys, if you're <laughs> looking for like a knowledge pack episode, you got one. <laughs> yeah, this one and the one two episode before that was a very knowledge episode. But that's but just what we do when we hang out. That's like, what we do. We connect and have like these divine stoner conversations and ideas <laughs> yeah a lot of my conversations with my friends i'm like wow like this needs to be shared with the world yeah you're such a genuine person thank you so are you <laughs> but yeah so the burden of proof um basically it's a way that lets us sort of believe it, it's how i differentiate between ideas that have proof behind them and ideas that I basically, like, could be right, but I don't believe in because there's no proof. Mm-hmm. And basically, to give you an example, like, let's say I told you, Lena, that um, every night at midnight, I receive a psychic message from an alien that lives under the surface of Pluto. And it's a walrus. No, it's a werewalrus under the mm. surface of Pluto that sends me a psychic message every night at midnight. And it does so while standing on top, uh, while juggling skulls on top of an indigo platform mm-hmm. what if i told you that you would obviously say to i would me, say you're crazy exactly and if you if you told me well why should i believe that what if i told you well here's the thing you can't prove me wrong and like try mm-hmm. to think for a second like how would you actually prove that claim wrong like you can't go to pluto no yeah. one can go to pluto honestly there's a lot of questions i would be asking you like yeah well, what message is he sending you yeah <laughs> But specifically, specifically for proving me wrong, like, you could try to, like, take a telescope photo of Pluto, but it's way too small and far away. And I said under the surface of Pluto, so it wouldn't even matter because you'd have to, like, go to a cave go on Pluto. Go under the surface, yeah. If, if there are caves on Pluto, I You'd don't have know to know are. exactly where he is, too. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so, so I would so say you're crazy if you say these things. Yeah, but technically you'd have to admit that you couldn't actually prove me wrong. No, I can't. So, so if you can't prove me wrong, does that mean that you have to believe in my idea? Well, no. Okay. Like, so who is thinking that? Yeah, exactly. 
but but the basis so how then besides it it sounds crazy what other ways like how would you if if since you can't prove me wrong why don't you believe in it basically i guess i don't believe you because that's impossible yeah and it doesn't make sense to me yeah well what how about something else let's choose an example then that is possible just very unlikely very very unlikely so imagine instead this is a classic thought experiment it's called russell's teapot okay and um the philosopher bertrand russell came up with it but he his his proposal is imagine that there's just an ordinary teapot just a Mm -hmm. regular teapot that's in space and it's in it's in orbit between mars and jupiter so it's orbiting the sun way far out in space Mm -hmm. and there's just a teapot out there all among the asteroids Mm -hmm. so that's that's far less crazy well yeah that sounds way more realistic yeah so since it's not crazy do you believe in it i mean do you believe in the teapot that's out there are you saying do i believe that it could happen or do i believe that it is real either i guess well yeah i do believe that it could happen there is a lot of like debris in space like yeah we don't know what's out there yeah Um, but do you believe it's real do i believe it's real no okay because it sounds fake (laughs) okay well i'll tell you i'll tell you the reason why i don't believe that the teapot is real why and and why i don't believe in the psychic werewolves okay um and it's it's called the burden of proof Basically, what it is, is instead of saying, well, if I can't prove you wrong, I have to concede your point, the the burden of proof says, mm-hmm. if you're the one making a claim, then you have to be the one to prove it. Mm-hmm. And if you can't prove that, it, if yeah. you can't prove it, that doesn't necessarily mean your claim is wrong, but it means other people don't have to believe in it if you can't prove it. So, in if, if you were talking to Mr. Psychic Werewolves, then you would say to him, can you prove your claim? And mm-hmm. obviously he couldn't do so. You should have to prove your own claims because yeah. where did you get that from? Right. So obviously, you know, obviously in that case he's crazy, um, but he can't prove his claim, so you don't have to believe in the psychic werewolves. And if you were talking to the teapot guy, then you could say, okay, your claim isn't crazy, mm-hmm. but do you have proof of the teapot? Mm-hmm. And he would say, well, no, of course I don't. And then you could say, well, then I don't have to believe in your teapot unless you can show me proof. <laughs> Yeah. And well, and uh, that's another thing. If he were to try to say to you, could you prove that there is no teapot? You couldn't do that because you could you couldn't take the James Webb telescope and point it at every point mm-hmm. along the orbit of Mars and Jupiter. And the teapot is so tiny that not even the most powerful space telescope would be able to see it if it was that far out in space. So you couldn't possibly disprove it, but you still don't have to believe in it unless he can prove mm-hmm. the teapot exists. So that's basically the metric that I take just about everything by. Every, like, important claim that someone makes, I have to ask them, is there proof of your claim? Mm-hmm. And then if there is proof of it, then I believe in it. Like, Honestly, I think... that makes sense. Like, the, the asking someone to believe that there's, like, a god out there, mm-hmm. I don't see how that's, like, a high claim that people can believe with no proof of this, like, all-knowing, all-seeing being. Yeah. Like, if you choose to believe there is a god, I honestly feel like that's something that people personally choose to make themselves feel better about life, or maybe, like, there's, like, a reason to everything. 
But yeah. when I when I say that, it's so funny saying it out loud <laughs> because it honestly sounds like a lot what I believe. Like I I guess I definitely don't believe in a god, but I do believe in like a higher power, but by a higher power, I mean the universe. Yeah. So you think like the universe is a conscious entity essentially? Well, I wouldn't say conscious in the way that like you and I are conscious. I would say conscious in the way of like survival of the fittest. Like mm-hmm. the universe and like the world literally always does what it needs to do. Like mm-hmm. I guess when I say that it a lot of those things can be explained by science though too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would say that. And I also, speaking of the universe always does what it needs to do, I I don't agree. And here's why I don't agree. I think I see evidence for like some things that were like happy accidents and that mm-hmm. worked out really well. But I also like through history, there are like terrible tragedies that happened and like mm-hmm. things did not work out for like both a lot of people yeah and also do you know about the five great extinctions no okay well you probably know about the last one the dinosaur mm-hmm. meteor killer yes okay that was that wasn't the only time that like 99 percent of life on earth died yeah well there were... that i actually know too okay so yeah it was just like basically every so often some horrible tragedy occurs on the earth that like kills most life so, you're so if you that... think so i wouldn't call that like the universe working out for itself i would call that random chance just fucking everything up every now and again yeah so you're saying that like i guess as <laughs> humans who live on earth it's possible that the world could like randomly move at yeah. any time well yeah in fact to make it even more tragic i feel like right now we're already bringing about our own end with climate change 100 percent, 100 percent. and there's no climate change all the time on this podcast yeah and like i don't see any guarantee that like we're gonna fix it we could we might be fucked with climate change you know what it sounds like Mm -hmm. it sounds like the humans have managed to fuck ourselves before the world kills us by random disaster yeah so that's that's a that's a mark against us, I guess. I <laughs> yeah, because we literally we could have all lived longer mm-hmm. if the world wasn't like dying due to climate change. I yeah. mean, what is supposed to happen after that? What do you think will happen after that? I don't really know enough to give a definite answer. I feel like I feel like humans, I mean, I feel like for the next 100 years there will probably still be people. I don't know how long human civilization is going to stick around for. We might just go back to, like, a barbaric period. Well, yeah. Um, if the world keeps getting warmer and warmer, like... Yeah. I but would, then... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I guess I would maybe think that humans would start, like, burrowing underground. Because, maybe. like... I mean, that's... But if all, if all the plant species die because they can't survive in the warmer climate, then then we're fucked. Yeah. The so, earth yeah. is doomed. Okay. Um, but I can I go back to something you said a little yes. earlier? So you were talking earlier about, like, why people believe in God and what it brings them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about like what the good things about being spiritual are versus the bad things about being spiritual? That is a very good topic. Yes. Okay. So, can I can I go first? Yeah. So, I'll I'll explain what I think the positive side of mm-hmm. spiritual beliefs are. So, I guess first I'll take the belief that like there is a god as an example of a spiritual belief. Mm-hmm. Um I would say that first of all that gives people a sense of meaning mm-hmm. if they believe that there is a god out there. And like if they if they struggle, if they you know, don't believe in God and they struggle with like the meaning of their own life, then having a belief in a God might give them like some, might ease those like worries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can make them feel like more complete, I guess. Um, and also if they believe in an afterlife, then that like eases the pain of death, both for them and like for their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's much easier to imagine that like all our loved ones are still around somewhere, even if they're not here. Yeah. Then rather than like they're gone forever. And one thing about humans is that like they have to have some type of meaning for everything. Like, yeah, I totally agree with you. Some mm-hmm. things are just horrible, but not everything has to have some divine meaning to try to like rationalize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and I'll I'll explain how I sort of settled both of these things as an atheist. Um, the first one, like the meaning of life, first of all, I don't believe that humans or anyone else has any actual particular meaning for being where we are. Like, yeah, I think... <laughs> that's literally something that's like specific to the person. Like, yeah, I think I think, you know, we just life just sort of evolved by accident. Um, and so we're just sort of here by random chance. Um, that's so true. we're not here to really do anything. But I feel like now that we're here, we can sort of just give ourselves meaning. Yeah. We can, we can give our own lives meaning we by can, choosing what to do. We can give our own lives meaning by, yeah. like, pretending there's a higher power to us that, <laughs> like, has predetermined our meaning before we even knew it. Yeah. Or How can... does that even sound like it makes sense to people? Like, just, <laughs> just saying it out yeah. loud. <laughs> if you guys do believe in a god i am not like denying the existence of a god but part of the reason why i'm agnostic is just because i feel like being agnostic is saying that like listen i don't think there's a god but i also can't like prove there isn't i literally just don't care like i don't Mm -hmm. care enough to try to prove or disprove the existence of a god because Mm -hmm. i feel like while there are some like objective truths, life is completely about what you believe as a person. Mm-hmm. So, if that is how some people assign like meaning to their life, I do agree with you. There are some good parts of that. Like, there are some people who specifically don't do evil or don't do things because God would think that it was wrong. But I'm like, mm-hmm. bitch. I would think that that was wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's sort of what I do too cuz that's another I guess positive sometimes people bring up about spirituality is like ethics and mm-hmm. morals. But honestly, if you look at like the 10 commandments and whatnot. Oh my god. M- most of them are pretty just basic things. No, like, I know. I know. <laughs> like I'm don't a... kill people. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's 
that's pretty basic, you know? That's yes. a, I think most people would agree that's just a bad thing. Yes. You don't need a god to tell you not to kill people. Yes. Sid and I, I were talking about that, that like, mm-hmm. the other night, about how a lot of the basic principles of, like, the Yoga Sutra and the universe are things that should be based on human instinct. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like as a human, you know that it's wrong, like, to kill people or to, like, do evil. Like, yeah. we all believe that. Yeah. Why try to pretend like that's just, like, I don't know, like, some higher power instead of just, like, what feels right and what feels wrong? Exactly. You don't have to believe in a god to love your neighbor as yourself. That's just oh my, a good thing to yes, do. Yes, <laughs> literally. It's human nature. Like, it's yeah. in our nature to love and connect with other people. Humans are very right. social creatures. Yeah, and so that's the philosophy of, like, morals that I have as an atheist. It's called secular humanism. Mm-hmm. And mostly it just boils down to almost the golden rule. Um, which is just like treat other people the way you want to be treated because that you'd want to because you'd want the same in their place and you want them yes. to do the same to you now. That so, literally simplifies all religion yeah. into one sentence. Like, yeah, there's your morals. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but um, but yeah, and then the third thing about uh, the third thing I said, the ease of death. Um, that's another mm-hmm. like thing that religion and spirituality give people like some people aren't religious they may not even believe in a god but they may believe in like an afterlife or Mm -hmm. like reincarnation or something like that and that's just because dying sucks you know Mm -hmm. it's hard to it's hard for us to have people we love and um then think that they're gone forever once they go away Mm -hmm. um so it's easier for people to just believe that you know this other thing exists even if they kind of know in the back of their head there's no proof of it Mm -hmm. they just choose to believe in it but i think as an atheist personally you know i don't believe in an afterlife i don't believe in reincarnation because i don't see any proof of those and the way i get over my fear of death is just by accepting it basically i mean i'm not scared to die yeah it's i'm not scared to die exactly death is literally a part of life it's what we do yeah i i do think that it's a scary idea to like think about what is unknown and like the things that happen to us after we die Mm -hmm. but like you'll literally be dead so you you won't be able to think about that yeah and that's if 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 some if some animal eats my corpse or something i won't be around to feel it well yeah but I now we start like dancing over into some of my beliefs here because mm-hmm. I I feel like I do believe in reincarnation like mm-hmm. one of the principles that they say uh, that is like one of the base levels of reincarnation is that energy cannot be created nor destroyed so mm-hmm only transferred so where does your energy go like after you die it disperses into the world and like Mm -hmm. another benefit of spirituality that like i honestly tell myself is that well a lot of people just need something to believe in like okay Mm -hmm. i don't believe in god but if you need to believe that there's some force higher than you 
that like guide you from doing right or wrong if that's how people want to act morally then i guess do that you should Mm -hmm. act morally but honestly for me like I feel like that even if all the things, oh my God, guys, my weed brownie is hitting right now. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like if, even if all of the things that I believe aren't real, if we're truly here by accident and coincidence, then like, I mean, we have to believe something like yeah. the human experience is to experience life and like. Find out what you believe. Like, I feel like people assign their own meaning to life. When people ask, like, what's the meaning to life? Like, there's not a universal answer for the meaning to life. You know that, Mm -hmm. right? And so, I don't know. Even if all of the things that I believe are fake, it Mm -hmm. honestly does make my human experience a lot better. But part of my beliefs are that Uh, There are just things that can't really be explained by me. Like, I don't know enough. I I submit to things like that. So Mm -hmm. I do believe in, like, the transfer of energy and, like, souls and stuff. I... I wanted to also make a bullet point to talk with you about, like, tarot and things like that and, like, astrology. Yeah. Do you believe in astrology? Uh, I don't. But can I can I say something to that real quick before yes. we go on? I wanted to say to your thing, you said that we can't believe in everything. And or, I mean, we can't know everything, rather. Mm-hmm. So we have to believe in something. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, when I find something that like, when we reach the limits of humanity's knowledge, like, for example, what caused the Big Bang? If I don't know the answer to that, but I just say, I don't know. I believe that I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. And I'm... <laughs> I don't have to fill that in with basically a spiritual belief. <laughs> I, that's that's just my honest answer. <laughs> I think that's the most honest thing you can say when you don't know something. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Honestly, Altair, I'm just filling in my creative lore for yeah. like, for whatever I think the world is, I I don't feel like it's wrong to like mm-hmm. build your own lore. But have you heard of this thing called like shifting? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you're not online, <laughs> so you're lucky to not have to like okay. see all of the dumb shit of the world. <laughs> but shifting is something that was popularized by TikTok. And it's basically, like, a set of beliefs called, like, shifting realities. Mm -hmm. And they believe that you can, like, you live in this reality and you can, this is in air quotes, guys, shift to other realities and live in those realities. Mm -hmm. So they will shift in realities to where, like, some, it, it, honestly, some of the things they say don't even make sense. Because they're not even calling themselves, like, shifting into realities that, are remotely similar to our own these will be like alternate universes with mm-hmm. like all of these crazy things that don't make sense but it, these it things... sounds like rick and morty <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh honestly honestly it does sound like rick and morty and there there are actual like articles and like people who claim that they <laughs> that mm-hmm. they feel like they can do that yeah i have to show you like uh a, a tiktok or 
I'll try to insert a clip in here that pretty much just explains what reality shifting is, but it's mm-hmm. it it doesn't make sense to me. It's dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So so there are a couple things I wanted to say. Um mm-hmm. and then like we can talk about astrology. Mm-hmm. Um one was that uh talking about death. Um mm-hmm. you know, basically I'm not really afraid to die and that's because I feel like not living the state of not living is basically being dead right Mm -hmm. so i was there was time before i was born right Mm -hmm. because the universe started 13.8 billion years ago Mm -hmm. so from the from the year 13.8 billion bce to 1997 i was basically dead I didn't know you were born in 1997. Yeah, I was. I feel like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but but my point is, I was, if you consider being not alive to be dead, then I was dead before I was alive. That so... honestly explains why you're so smart. I, <laughs> I literally forget that you're, like, older to me. Mm-hmm. And that is the same science that I, like, put behind moms because... The power of a mom just seems like this, like, all-knowing force, but I'm like, how do they know? Mm-hmm. Just because they're older. They're right. an older human. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah. So, so basically, if, if you believe that I was dead for 13.8 billion years, then, like, that wasn't so bad to me. I didn't really I mean, feel a thing. I guess you were <laughs> dead before you were alive. And I didn't mind. Like, I wasn't around to mind not being alive. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, I, it's not like I was I feel like a lot of people think like being dead is just sort of like floating in some empty void and just sitting there doing nothing mm-hmm. but like if you're if you if your consciousness doesn't exist it's really hard for me to wrap my head around my consciousness not existing mm-hmm. at all I mean um, honestly that's one of those things like you were saying I don't try to wrap my head around it because I don't know mm-hmm. like I, I'm capable of submitting to the power of I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know what that feels like. So I right. I guess I don't really feel like I can be that scared of it. Like, yeah, I, I do believe in reincarnation in the nature that, like, you almost know how, like, some parts of being, like, alive or instinctual. Like, how, like, cats know how to use litter boxes or, like, mm. humans learn how to crawl and walk and stuff. So that's almost what I imagine being dead would feel like. Like, no matter where I am after that, after I'm alive, whatever Mm -hmm. instinct I have will just take over. Mm -hmm. But I will say that I have been doing a lot of, like, DMT. And, like, (laughs) when I do things like that, I, I start questioning my reality for real. Yeah. So... Is it true that DMT is, like, they say it's, like, the death chemical that, like, your brain releases right before you die? I don't I don't know enough about it to say if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. I do know that, like, very small amounts are produced within the human brain. But mm-hmm. that's really all that I know about it as Honestly, far as its effects on the brain. that would make sense for, like, a lot of chemicals, though. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of chemicals are produced in the body in general. Are you talking about, like trippy drugs or just in general in general yeah well, yeah of course <laughs> yeah but um 
basically when I do things like that and see like what I would 100% swear is like a biblical angel, biblically accurate angel in the (laughs) corner, like looking at me a lot of times I'm just like, well, do I just have like a really, really active imagination or is this real? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think it is that you have a really powerful brain and we all do because like the human brain is the most advanced thing like Mm -hmm. it is it's one of the most advanced things in nature um but like i've had sort of spiritual experiences on psychedelics before oh okay but the thing is i knew at the time that they weren't real because i knew i was tripping on drugs and that meant that what i was seeing was just a product of my own brain it was like a projection of my own brain so is that how you like explain spirituality in in the context of drugs or just in general in general like i think i no not exactly because when you're on psychedelics you're literally hallucinating and Mm -hmm. like your emotions and thought process are being messed with by a chemical Mm -hmm. so that's different (laughs) (laughs) that's different from the human brain's own like ability to see patterns even if there isn't really one there Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't say those are the same thing although i can definitely see how if someone say i've met plenty of people who do mushrooms and like really believe they're talking to god on mushrooms or like some mm-hmm. other alien entities or what have you you know if they if they're not stopping and thinking about what's really going on for this experience to happen you know it's a very powerful experience if they're I mean, not if yeah. they're not skeptical like that these people they might are, take it at face value these people are talking about seeing things that deny like everything that is real in our reality Mm -hmm. like that's a very high claim yeah i okay so this is where i kind of feel like my brain has to like override emotion because Mm -hmm. i have had some super trippy experiences that i feel like like yeah this is really true Mm -hmm. but those things like don't make sense after you're done tripping yeah like it's kind of one of those things that i like meet where it's at and like acknowledge like the actual meaning of almost in the Mm -hmm. way that like people try to like interpret our dreams and stuff you know but dreams are literally just our imagination Mm -hmm. right yes you're i don't think it's any different with psychedelics yeah well i don't know it's a lot of experience that i've also had with psychedelics um I have a lot of, like, come-to-Jesus moments. And, like, (laughs) do you ever, like, take a trip that was, like, so powerful you feel like your life is, like, changed forever? Well, yeah. One of them is when I learned uh, that I was non-binary. And, of course, I didn't believe it immediately. I thought it through on a sober head for weeks afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, not based on my trip, but based on how I thought about myself, I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah... I am non-binary, so it did change my life in that way. Honestly. Um, But I have had experiences that, like, felt like they were life-changing, but my life didn't actually change afterwards. You are so right. Like, I feel like that's the majority of, like, the power of those things and trips is that they're internal. Yeah, your internal feelings did change, which can lead to change in the real world, but Mm -hmm. no, it doesn't actually, like change your life yeah but um 
that's kind of what I believe too. Like, I think that when your brain chemicals are being messed with by drugs, mm-hmm. you are in like a mentally altered state, but that detachment from the reality that we live in can make you like have a stronger attachment to like the heart and like the mind and Mm -hmm. the body, which yeah, can make you feel like things have changed in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a feeling. So yeah. Right. But yeah. So can I, can I circle back to something? Yes. (laughs) So I was talking about before, um, how like, if, if death is just non-existence, then I'm not really afraid of it because I've already experienced it for 13.8 billion years. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not afraid of death and why, like, can I read a quote real quick? Yes. So the only other thing that, you know, I'm not afraid of dying because if that's what I'm going back to, I won't mind. And if it's some other thing that I can't possibly know, so there's no need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But um, the quote is, and, and this is like, This speaks to me on sort of an atheist level. Um, It goes, We thought of life by analogy with a journey, a pilgrimage, which had a serious purpose at the end, and the thing was to get to that end, success or whatever it is, or maybe heaven after you're dead. But we missed the point the whole way along. It was a musical thing, and you were supposed to sing or dance while the music was being played. And credit to Alan Watts, he was the guy who came up with that quote. But that's... That's sort of how I see life is. It's like a thing to be enjoyed while you're living it rather than like something to be lived a certain way so you can get some reward after your death. Oh my god. Honestly, <laughs> I I don't believe in heaven, but when you explain it that way, heaven does kind of sound like a reward. Like it sounds like a reward that humans created for themselves because if you're good, then you'll get to go to like yeah. the good place. Right, right. But, you know, I don't need to believe in that to do good things. And if, you know, if my loved ones really are gone forever, then that doesn't mean, like, I need to be sad. It just means I need to cherish or I need to relish the experiences of being with them while they're alive. Yeah. And then cherish their memories after they're gone. You want to know what's (laughs) so funny? Because one of my, like, prime principles of life literally defy literally denies like the Mm -hmm. existence of reincarnation really what is that yolo (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's true it's true Mm -hmm. you do only live once so Mm -hmm. like you should do good just because it's good or love people just because you love them like Mm -hmm. i i don't feel like there should be like some kind of reward for doing whatever you feel like is right for Mm -hmm. you yeah right you know you should just your reward is that you live a good life while you're living it yeah literally your reward is that you get to have a fulfilling life Mm -hmm. until death right but yeah so okay so i think i touched on most of the things that i wanted to on like the positive side of spirituality Mm -hmm. now can we talk about what i think are the negatives of spirituality yes okay. okay So you were um, you were talking about astrology earlier. You wanted mm-hmm. to talk about astrology. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Because uh, this is a good example of what I'm about to go into. So can you sort of explain? Well, first of all, do you believe in astrology? Uh, <laughs> well, yes. Yes, okay. I do. 
Um, I guess to me, astrology is like the base principle that like it takes all of these things that make you specifically you and then adds a little bit of like science into it that kind of explains the way that why we act the way we act. Mm -hmm. And then it also for me helps create kind of like a profile for what type of person this person may be. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't make sense to me how astrology can't be real if like a lot of it is so accurate. I feel like it's like, a part of astrology for me is like science. Like you take the specifics about these people, like the time they were born, place they were born, date they were born and things mm-hmm. like that. And then you match it up with someone else and you take all of those things and like run them to see if it's possible that they can work out. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you believe for yourself? Like, how do you think the stars or the heavens like influence your personality? Um, I guess, let me think. So, what's your sign? Well, <laughs> this is something that I don't reveal usually to people because I don't want them to, <laughs> I don't want them to start thinking of me as a blank, you yes. know, a certain sign. Because um, so, then they'll start judging me based on what they think my personality is um, instead of getting to know me. Do people but, actually do that? Like, Yes, I've had lots of people that say... That is wild. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> let's just say that you're undefined. Okay. Um, what, well, how about what are you, Lena? Me? Mm-hmm. I'm a Capricorn. So okay. some things that they say about Capricorns are like they're super duper hardworking Mm -hmm. and like intense and they just have very very strong like personalities it's the same way as how they say like cancers are Mm -hmm. typically very like in touch with themselves and their emotions and things like that like yeah i don't know it's i guess it's possible that astrology could be like taking all of these i guess attributes that like any human would have so that it's possible for any human to like resonate with them yeah but explain all of like the studies dedicated to astrology and like the signs behind it and stuff can i actually reference a study i'm glad you brought this up have you heard of something called the forer effect that's f-o-r-e-r forer effect no, I haven't. Okay, so this was a study that was done on... It wasn't done on astrology. It was more done on human belief. Mm-hmm. But basically, the way the study worked is they had a bunch of people come in to take the study. And each person was given a test, uh, like a personality test. Uh-huh. And they were... After they took their personality test, they were given results that were tailored to them based on what their answers were on the test. Uh-huh. So then what they said is okay now take this result and rate it on a scale of zero to five on how accurate it is uh-huh. and the average rating came out to 4.62 so that's 4.62 out of five so most people said it was like extremely accurate very accurate results for them uh-huh. based on this study they did then at the very end of the study um the forer the guy who was doing it said to everyone okay remember all those results that you got uh-huh. i gave you all the same results Everyone got the same page that said the same things about them. 
they were all just taken from like random horoscopes uh-huh. and everyone said they were like super personally accurate to them <laughs> <laughs> so there was so it was all just sort of a trick basically but what he proved was that like that so the effect that's named after him the forer effect is exactly that it's thinking that certain things are like really accurate for you even if they're like just sort of random rolls of the dice essentially i mean well honestly i'm not saying that i die hard fully believe in astrology i just yeah. freaking like it mm-hmm. like a lot of astrology things and like horoscopes are like super generic Mm-hmm. So they kind of make them so that anyone can relate to them. Exactly. But astrology also plays a large part in like tarot and like crystals and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So that part of astrology I do believe in. And that's just because I feel like the human experience is specific to like the person that's living it. Like, mm-hmm your exact combinations for everything that makes you you are 100% unique and right. that's what astrology is pretty much saying. Mhm. Yeah. So and can I can I talk about why I personally don't believe in astrology? Yes. So the reason why I don't believe in astrology, well there's several. The the most basic one is like I said before, the burden of proof. Uh-huh. And so far as we know, there's no actual, like, proof that the month that you're born in or the stars that you're born under are um, influence your personality in any way. Um, the same mm-hmm. goes for, like, the positions of the sun and the moon and the planets and whatnot. I mean, that's there's just how no it was that day. Yeah. Like, at that specific time. But think about it. Like, if Mercury is in retrograde, for example, how does that oh actually my affect God. you? How is that supposed to, like, what is the mechanism... <laughs> That affects your personal brain because of the position of a planet in the sky. How does that work? (laughs) Well, I, for one, believe if Mercury is in retrograde, like, I don't know, every time Mercury is in retrograde, like, I'm moody, things Mm. are coming back into my life, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, It's, it's kind of just something that, like, it isn't really explainable, um... Well, here's something, here's something I would propose. If I felt that way, I would take, I would like start making a mood journal and I would try to chart my mood because I would try to make sure it wasn't just confirmation bias I was feeling. Okay. How can you test that? Well, here's how I would test it. I would make like a mood chart every day. I'd write down in my journal, like I felt like a five today. I was really happy or Uh I felt like a zero today. I couldn't get out of bed. Uh Um, I was so depressed. I would just chart that over time. And then I'd see how that corresponds to Mercury being in retrograde, and I'd see if there's any sort of correlation. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, too, even, even and here, here's where the science part comes in. Even if I could show that there was a correlation, like if I felt bad, if I felt crazy during Mercury being in retrograde, that still wouldn't necessarily mean it was because of Mercury. It could have just been random chance still. Uh-huh. So if in order for me to believe that it was because of the planet Mercury that things were going crazy in my life, I would have to have some actual proof that Mercury was the one fucking things up. Uh-huh. And I don't think that's possibly provable because like I don't like can I can I put like in a radio receiver right next to my head to see if I'm receiving radio waves from Mercury <laughs> that are making me go crazy the next day? 
or something <laughs> like that, you know. But the thing is, there's no proof of that. And so that's why I don't believe in it. Um, now, let me talk about what I think some of the negatives, and I'll use astrology as an example of one of the negatives of spirituality. Uh -huh. Because it sounds to me like you don't put all that much stock in it. It's just like a thing you do for fun, basically. <laughs> okay, well... Well, you said it was for okay, fun. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. it, it, when I do astrology and believe in crystals and things like that, it is fun to me but it's mm -hmm. also fun because i believe it like yeah i don't know it's almost like the tooth fairy like i'm choosing to believe it <laughs> right <laughs> so so you're choosing to basically yes but there the People thing is choose to believe in god yeah but i think there can be some problems if someone chooses to believe in something so much that they base like important life decisions off of it like, yes. have you met people who will say, I refuse to date a blank sign? Okay, that is problematic. But I will mm -hmm. say, I'm pretty sure I have an episode where I list, like, what I think the most toxic signs are. <laughs> <laughs> but this is kind of like a part where I feel like I would know more about it because a large part of, like, astrology is, like, pop culture and like humanity and the mm -hmm. world and stuff so if all of these people have universally had like a horrible experience with this sp specific sign mm -hmm. like i can agree that a large portion of people that i meet like when i see people that are different signs mm -hmm. one of the things i like to do is like guess people's signs when i see them because they're almost like identifiable Mm -hmm. But I don't think that, like, all of those times I'm just, like, pulling things out of my ass. Like, some people do act like they're signs. Mm -hmm. I just can't explain it. Yeah. Well, okay, so here, do you, do you actually know my sign? Um, I feel like I do, but I don't want to say it out loud. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was going to do a quiz, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, so let me give you an example that I, that I think you will agree with me on. Okay. Um, and I'll give a real life example too. So I met, uh, I used to work with someone and I'm going to change their name for privacy's sake. I'll say her name was Raina. Okay. And she was a devout Christian. Uh-huh. And she was in a toxic relationship because uh -huh. every, basically almost every day at work, she would come in and tell me about how her boyfriend did something that upset her or, you know, was making her really mad uh -huh. and whatnot. She'd complain about him for, like, not an hour every day, but, like, a long time, like, at least 10 or 20 minutes every day. Damn, um, every day? Every day. And, <laughs> and it was funny, too, because she would go back and forth between liking him and hating him. But anyways. <laughs> so, so Raina, but the thing is, Raina had, like... I, I had told her several times, like, you know, you sound like you're having a lot of issues with this guy. You might want to, like, break up with him and find someone better. Mm -hmm. um, but she said, uh, well, you know, I'll pray about it and I'll see what God wants me to do. Um, okay. <laughs> and so she prayed, basically, that, like, either things would get better or that she'd find someone better or whatnot. Um, but then she would come in after praying, um, you know, like, several days later or whatnot. And, um... She would say, you know, I prayed that things would get better, and then she would, and then she'd say, but you know, I had problems again this time, so I guess that meant God had a different plan for me. 
Um, okay, <laughs> so what is your response back to her? Well, I didn't really respond to her, but I mean, my <laughs> thoughts were <laughs> my thoughts were that she needs to stop praying and just take action herself Ooh, yeah. and break up with him. Things so, can only get better if you make them better. But yeah, but that's the thing is her her religious belief, her spiritual belief, was preventing her from actually acting and making things better. Why? Because, because she... God is supposed to act for her. Exactly. That's with no what she actual thought. action. That's by, what she from believed. Herself. That's what she believed. <laughs> that honestly sounds like okay. Yes, abuse is a very like nuanced thing, mm-hmm. but I also think that like. If you just choose to leave a situation like that up to God, that means that you're taking the power away from yourself to change that situation. Right. Which makes sense because, like, people who are abused, like, it's a very disempowering experience. But, like, I don't know. If I was feeling, like, unempowered, I would probably want to, like, give myself that power, like, and mm-hmm. build up strength to be able to leave. But if you just submit and, like, leave it to God, there's yeah. not going to be any actual change in your life. Right. But that's how people are indoctrinated, and that's what they do. Okay, and okay. That's what, and that's what messes people's lives up, I Let think. me ask you something. So mm-hmm. what do you think about cults? Cults? I mean, I think they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that... I think that, you know, they're... They're just basically smaller churches, essentially, because I think in many ways, it depends on what church you're in, but there are some churches that are definitely more cult-like than uh-huh. others. Um, so I, I would even call, like, entire denominations of, like, Christianity more culty. Oh my um, gosh, I just found out, this is another pop culture thing that you haven't heard about, mm-hmm. but there's this woman who's going viral right now. Her name's, like, guys, don't quote me on this. I'm a stoner, but I want to say she's, like, a black TikToker named, like, Victoria, like, Nazarati or something. (laughs) But she's the wife of this famous Mormon celebrity. His Mm -hmm. name is Lucky Blue. Mm -hmm. And she has been posting things on her social media that people are saying is, like, Mormon propaganda because she's Mormon Mm -hmm. and she's also black. And the entire system of, like, Mormon beliefs, like, says that, like, people who are, like, black are, like, like, casted away from the world. They're, like, wow, a lower quality of people than us. Yes, yeah, yes. that's horrible. <laughs> so that's why it's so crazy. And she, yeah. she's going viral because she's, like, a black Mormon. She converted for her husband. But mm. she is painting this picture that, like, the Book of Mormon, like, changed her life and, like, how she lives this super happy and, like, chic life with her famous Mormon husband. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's crazy because, like, those... I don't understand how you could choose to believe something like that, even if it was, like... How can that even make sense to you? Like... Mm-hmm. I honestly, a lot of religious things, and that's kind of touching on like the cult topic, is really just based on having power over mm-hmm. people. Because while there is a subset of like Christians or spirituals who like submit to the universe <clears throat> and just like 
let it go and like leave it to God, which letting it go and leaving it to God, honestly, is kind of the same thing as me saying that like, you know, I trust the universe, Mm -hmm. but there's also the majority of Christians use God to have power over people too, like Mm -hmm. making them donate to their church, not just because like, I, I don't know, they make it seem like just because like you have to give money to God. Yeah. So you should give money to our church. Right. And that's not even what God said in the Bible. Yeah. So the character of God. Do you guys seriously think (laughs) if if there was a Bible, okay, Mm -hmm. that if there was some like ancient elderly scroll like written by God, do you really think that would have survived like that long through all of those periods of like human and like the evolution of like life to be translated into full English or (laughs) one of like seven specific languages. Yeah. I I just don't think that a book that holy and divine would have survived that long. Yeah. I don't think it was written by God at all. In fact, I'm pretty sure we know now that like it was written hundreds of years after the events were supposed to have taken place. Like it was written in two or 300 instead of at one uh, well, or whatnot. honestly, the Holy Bible just sounds like someone writing fanfic. It does. <laughs> it does. It also, the book of Revelation sounds like someone's mushroom trip, basically. Oh my gosh, yes. A little trauma moment, guys. When I was <laughs> younger, um, whenever I would get in trouble, my parents used to force me to, like, read a certain number of, like, verses from the Bible and, like, write them down it was horrible that's awful there is literally (laughs) honestly that just sounds like punishment just for punishment like how they made bart simpson like write like i would not be bad all of those times on the chalkboard yeah um i don't really think there's like going to assign any meaning to those things just by writing them a bunch of times but Mm -hmm. i actually like decided I didn't believe in God at like a really really young age because I've always just been super realistic and it kind of just doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. and a lot of the meaning that people assign to God is literally just a smaller and like more common form of like c- just converting people to like your system of beliefs mm-hmm. obviously if your parents are Christian and their parents are Christian and they raised you Christian and like Mm -hmm. you're like a child and don't know what's real and not real. Like babies literally you could walk up to a baby and be like, do you know what a fork is? And it would be Mm -hmm. like, no. Mm -hmm. Like, So if everything that you're being told is what you're going to be basing your reality on, then I, I honestly, I'm not surprised that so many people believe in God because it's yeah. like this lore that's been taught to you from birth. Right. It and doesn't your, even and make your, sense. And the institutions don't allow questioning of it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, always, they always dodge questions or punish you for asking questions. Yeah. And you basically, I feel like, does everyone know what, co- well, do you know what cognitive dissonance is? Yes, but okay. explain it for the crowd. Cognitive dissonance is when you believe in two contradictory ideas at the same time. That is and so it's, me. It's, and it's the, it's, it's the stress or like the, 
the friction basically of those ideas in your head essentially mm-hmm. is the feeling of cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. and i feel like with all almost all spiritual beliefs there has to be some cognitive dissonance because especially with like beliefs about god and whatnot because if you take the bible at face value then like that says the earth is six thousand years old and now we have really strong evidence that the earth is four and a half billion years old mm-hmm. so if you so like if you're a like if let's say you're not one of the really culty type christians let's say you're more of like a liberal christian mm-hmm. and you don't really take the bible that literally well then if you believe in the big bang and not the genesis creation story what is the genesis then, creation um it's where like the god of the bible made the world in seven days and everything what uh, yeah it's like the very first part of the bible oh yeah so yeah. You're actually causing me, like, flashbacks <laughs> right now. I am remembering the creation of the universe. Yeah. Then didn't he do, like, one big flood or something, and then, like, everything Yeah, was that was born. later. Well, the, the flood was later. But, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, if, if you don't believe that that story is true, then, you know, you're, you're believing in basically what science has shown. Yeah. Um, so then, people pretty much pick and choose what they want to believe. Exactly. And the picking and choosing... Is like well, if if this part of the Bible is like flat out wrong, and you believe that it's flat out wrong, doesn't that like cast doubt on the rest of it? That, that this yeah. is like supposedly the most holy book in existence, and it's so wrong and so contradictory about so many things. Yes. So. Yes. But yeah. So, one other thing I want to talk about about um about like misleading people if someone believes something that's not true, mm-hmm. like if they believe a spiritual belief. Do you know about the Wounded Knee Massacre? No. Okay. This was in the year, I think, 1890. And um, basically, you know, like, white people are settlers. Like, indigenous mm-hmm. people were the original inhabitants of North America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the past, like, several hundred years, um, the U.S. was just, like, murdering indigenous people and, like, taking their land away. Mm -hmm. So in the year 1890, that was the last time that indigenous people were actually, like, at war with the U.S. before, like, they were sort of basically forced onto reservations completely and stopped Mm -hmm. fighting back, um, at least with weapons. And um, the Wounded Knee Massacre was the last one. And I forget what chief of what tribe was involved. Actually, no. Why am I saying that? I can look this up. We have access to the World Wide Web at all times. What do you think of Google? Mm -hmm. Because I've heard some things about how people are saying, like, the false, the, basically the, like, results that they've been providing for things have not been, like, super accurate. Yeah, I think that it's just, like, capitalism again, because people are trying to do search engine optimization and, like, exploit the algorithm. And also that, um... Like, Google is, in its effort to combat misinformation, it's, like, just mostly promoting, like, corporate stuff and, like, retail and everything. Uh-huh. Instead of, like, more organic websites that people's, like, home websites and whatnot. Um, so, like, I think that's bad, but I'm my... not strong enough to... I don't, I don't really know a good solution. My favorite browser is, like, if I had to pick one other than, like, Google... I would probably pick something like DuckDuckGo. Yeah. Even duck- though that's like unpopular. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that bad, I think. I don't but think yeah. DuckDuckGo is that bad. Yeah. And also but- it just has a cooler name. Like what the fuck is Google? Right. 
So, okay, so I did look it up. So the Wounded Knee Massacre, um, it was in 1890, and it was against the Lakota. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, the way it happened was, you know, the Lakota had been fighting back against the U.S. Army for a while, trying to, like, hold on to their land, mm-hmm. after they'd been forced off their land, like, several times before, mm-hmm. and, like, pushed further west, I think. So um, this was, like, the last battle between the Lakota and the U.S. Army. And the chief of the Lakota at the time, um, he had a vision the night before the massacre. Um, he had a vision from the Great Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and in indigenous spirituality, the Great Spirit is basically like, you know, it's not God per se. It's just like all spirits. I, I'm, I, I, I can't, guess, I can't, yeah. I can't explain it that well. I would need to defer to someone who knows more about it. But he had a vision and the Great Spirit told him that basically that he would um if he fought the u.s army tomorrow that he would drive white people out of the land forever Mm -hmm. um and they would have all their land back um so like he you know really believed this vision and so he took his people and like attacked um the u.s army the next day um but instead the u.s army killed most of them Uh and they did not win so i think like that's that's an example i would say of like a spiritual belief having like supremely negative consequences in that case because 100%. if 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 the vision he received was false if it was just like a dream um that didn't actually have meaning then like you know he basically just got himself killed and some and of his people as well most of his people yeah, yeah. but um you know it it's not me? it's not his fault per se like it's the white people's fault of course mm-hmm. but like there were they may have just i don't know they may have lived longer he could have he could have went with a more like logical approach like if Mm -hmm. he would have came up with this super long plan to like i don't know like trick and maybe capture the u.s army in some way by growing his army or outsmarting them Mm -hmm. then that would be logical because it's like based more in reality Mm -hmm. but to just say like I had, like, a hunch that, like, we should attack, like, on this day. Mm-hmm. And then all of your people are dead because there was no real plan. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, if his belief wasn't true, then, like, losing your life is probably one of the biggest consequences of, like, having a false belief. Uh-huh. And, like, that still happens today because, like, we have anti-vax people today. Oh, my um, God. And, like, their belief is not rooted in reality. But it gets them killed, and it also gets other people killed because they spread diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, or, pe- like, homeopathy. Do you know what that is? What is that? That's basically the idea that the more you dilute a medicine, the stronger it gets. So it's really stupid. They'll take, what? like, they believe if you had a headache or something, and let's say you wanted to take Tylenol. Well, you would, if you wanted to do it the homeopathic way, quote, quote, um, you would take the dial- Tylenol and, like, dilute it, dissolve it in, like, a giant thing of water. Um, and then you'd take, like, one drop of water out of that giant thing of water, pu- uh, like, dump out the pot, fill it up again with more water, drop that one drop that has, like, one one millionth of a piece of Tylenol in it into that bigger pot of water, and then keep doing that, like, five times over. And so, basically, there would be, like, no Tylenol left in the water after you do that for the fifth time. Is but this they an think actual thing, Altair? It, it is. But they think that makes it way stronger and way more effective. How would that make it stronger? Can you tell I me why know. they think it would make it stronger? I, I don't know. I never actually looked into it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. 
but they believe that and there are some people who like if they have like cancer or something like that they don't trust doctors but they believe that works Mm -hmm. and so they're like doing nothing basically but they think they're helping themselves yes and like people do that sometimes even to their kids who don't believe in the homeopathy Mm -hmm. and they like need treatment I there but. there was actually a Family Guy episode I saw about that recently. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, Lois and Peter like made friends with this neighbors, and their neighbor's son was dying of cancer, and this the parents literally just kept praying and saying like, "Well, mm-hmm. if he has cancer, like God." destined him to have that so right like we need to just let him have his way mm-hmm. and then lois pretty much went on this whole journey trying to like disprove to them that like that is not god's will like mm-hmm. at some point you have to intervene with whatever you think is god yeah and then that failed so her and peter stole the child and like she like kidnapped <laughs> the child and took him to the hospital but right before she could take him in, they arrested her and, like, returned him back to the parents. And yeah. then she was like, okay, fuck it. Well, if they're not going to believe me, then I will somehow try to convince them that it is God's will for him to go to the hospital. Yeah. And then she pretty much said, like, God would want your child to be saved. Like, he saved all of us. Like, mm-hmm. And then they took him to the hospital and got treatment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, that's so I would I would say that's like one of the major yeah that's the, actually the biggest disadvantage. D- have you heard about Gypsy Rose Blanchard? No. Oh my god. Okay, so. Oh my god. Okay, now I'm really starting starting to gauge like how offline you are because like you don't know about a lot of like famous things mm-hmm. like famous like true crime cases or like stuff like that i mean i don't know about a lot of crimes and stuff that aren't famous because i personally don't really watch the news it Mm -hmm. makes me really sad yeah so but when you are like online and like you consume media like so many things will just be recommended to you do you Mm -hmm. do you watch like youtube uh occasionally Okay, okay. So, when you go on your YouTube, what types of things does it, like, recommend you? Oh, I don't get recommended because I have a different... I I don't use the main YouTube page. I use, like, a YouTube alternative front-end, basically. So, it doesn't keep track of what I watch. That's what I was thinking, like... Yeah. Okay, so... That makes sense why you, like, wouldn't see a lot of famous things because when you search for a video, do you just type in whatever you want to watch? Yeah. Or, like... That's what I do. But what if there's a video that you can't think of? Then I just wouldn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that makes sense. But I'll have to educate you about Gypsy Rose. I've been wanting to do an episode about her. It's basically, like, this famous like true crime case of this child who has something called munchausen by proxy oh yes i do know what that is yes and so it's just a very famous case of like her mom like did that to her Mm -hmm. and like genuinely thought that she had that and so the child like thought that she had that and then them just convincing doctors that she had like ailments that she didn't have she was giving her medicine that her child didn't need and her child like developed sicknesses that 
I guess, had similar signs to, like, she's literally basically poisoning her daughter and saying, I don't understand why she's always sick all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay, so I have heard of that. I just didn't know the name of the person. But, yeah. yeah. So, it's pretty much just a famous case of that. And so, like, she was an accomplice to her boyfriend who killed her mother and she got like very 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 famous and she just got out of jail like a week ago wow so that pretty much yeah. sums it up gotcha <laughs> i did not know that she just got out but yeah so wow um well can i say one more thing yes. real quick um i think i've gone okay i, I have two more things that i want to say actually um one is that one of the other negatives that I think, and this one's not as strong of a negative, I can't prove it as well, uh-huh. but I feel like, let's say that someone has a spiritual belief or just any belief that's not true. We'll just uh-huh. take it, it doesn't matter what belief it is. They just believe something and it's not true. Uh-huh. Now let's say that it doesn't have some big negative impact on their life. Like they don't base some important medical decision off of their faith or whatnot instead of going to, to a doctor uh-huh. or something like that. Let's say it has no impact on their life whatsoever. Uh-huh. Like, maybe they believe the earth is flat, but it doesn't impact them traveling. It doesn't impact their relationships or anything. Uh-huh. Some so flat earthers still, do take it that far. They do. But let's say this person doesn't. Uh-huh. So then the question is, is it still bad that they believe in a false belief, even if they don't... If, if, even if it doesn't have negative impacts for them? Um... No, like it's the same thing as believing in like crystals. It's harmless. Yeah, this this is this is something I go back and forth on because my gut instinct, well, my brain instinct. There we go again. Um, <laughs> my 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 instinct is to say yes, it does because I just care a lot about the truth. Uh-huh. Um, and like, I still think that. Even if there's there are no negative effects whatsoever from a person believing something, I still think like they shouldn't believe it if it's not true because uh-huh. like then they're wrong, you know, and their view of the world is incorrect. I mean, they're they're det- more detached from reality. Our basically. our view of the world is just our perception, and like everyone has a different view of the world because we all have different lives. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that doesn't mean that like their world is like not real i would say it's just a different version of like the real world you mean their their perceived world basically yeah yeah well i i think i i would disagree i would say it isn't real if it's not in like objective material reality Mm -hmm. like even if they're you know i can have experiences like dreams and whatnot um and like they were subjective experiences but they still weren't real because it was just my brain making them up uh-huh. um so you know if i if i believe that the earth is flat even when it's not then like it's not i i would say that there is an objective truth to it basically so 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 i'm saying i believe in objective truth and you're saying you're more for subjective truth basically pretty much yeah I don't. I don't think we can possibly tackle that one in this one whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that's. I guess that's one of the big differences um, well, in our beliefs. Then a lot of people would say that like veganism is like subjective, but mm-hmm. I, I have like a universal belief that I guess when I think that we shouldn't hurt people, we also shouldn't hurt other like sentient things. 
Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people would say, like, that's just, like, an opinion, though. Yeah. Well, murder is wrong. Murdering people is wrong is also an opinion. But, you know, there's good basis for both of those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that basically the I, I think the case for veganism is pretty sound, um, like, morally. And n- never mind, like, the environmental and the health side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what based on solid reasoning is like another thing that lets you have belief yeah it also seems more economical to me because like when you think of the majority of the things that are vegan they're just all like super cheap whole Mm -hmm. pantry staples like yeah potatoes yeah literally they're just simple whole foods yeah yeah bell peppers stuff like that so yeah definitely but uh, one one last thing I wanted to say is that some people have told me that I'm a hypocrite for like believing in science because I don't know everything uh-huh. that like I don't I don't understand everything that like science is proposing. Uh-huh. Um, I'm basically putting faith in it, quote unquote. Uh-huh. So I wanted to explain the difference between putting faith in science and putting faith in religion. So and I feel like putting faith in science makes sense because yeah. I do believe all of these things because science, but the reason that I believe them is that they could be scientifically proven if it was explained to me. Every step of the way can be explained if you want it to be. Right. That and, you know, science, it produces results. Yeah, literal results. Religion never produces results except for the people who sort of close their eyes and pretend that their coincidences were more than coincidence yeah but you can actually like repeat experiments with science you could if it's simple enough you can do them yourself and get the same results yeah and also that science itself i want to clarify it's not a set of beliefs like science is not the belief that evolution is a thing science is not a belief in the big bang science um is a method so all it is is basically just taking educated guesses based on your information you know the information you already have Uh then testing that guess um and then seeing what the data says and then changing your hypothesis basically it's just a method that we use to distinguish true ideas from false ones and it works really really well Mm -hmm. so i believe in the method because it's very good i think at distinguishing true ideas from false ones um and it's helping helping us to get closer to the truth because our cognitive processes often distract us from the truth as much as they lead us to it Mm -hmm. but like this is a good workaround for that i feel like yeah it is yeah so like i don't i believe in you know evolution not because it's a scientific belief um but because there's evidence for it basically Mm -hmm. um and like it explains things um in ways that like religion can't basically um but i'm getting a bit off topic but but another thing is that science another difference between scientific belief and religious belief is that religious belief doesn't let you ask questions it shuns questions and yeah it's very dogmatic because god like yeah it's super dogmatic it's about power and doesn't allow questioning and influence yeah but science encourages questioning. Yeah. It wants you to, to doubt things. It wants you to be yeah, skeptical about things. Yeah, because that's a normal response to things like baseless claims. Yeah, <laughs> and, then fi- and then find proof of them or let them just sort of collapse because there's no proof. 
So, but yeah, I have one more thing to ask you before we close out this episode. Epi- <laughs> <laughs> episode. Yeah. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Science, spirituality, and religion. Ooh, I would say kill religion. That's because that I feel like that's the most harmful. Mm-hmm. Um. Mary science. And then I guess since I have to fuck, fuck spirituality. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Well, um, it's been great, guys. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to this podcast and supporting my best friend. Thank you all (laughs) for listening. Um, I'm actually going to start thinking about what type of episode we should have next. Do Mm -hmm. you have any ideas? I think I had one before coming here, but I can't think of it right now. Honestly, if we were to talk about anything, I would say, ooh, maybe we could do, like, a reading of, like, debunking different conspiracy theories. Yes, that would be fun. <laughs> I, used to, I used to be really into that when I was a teenager. <laughs> so. I would love to look to know more about like some conspiracy theories and just have an excuse to like do a bunch of research and like fetch and talk about them yeah but um i guess we'll see what's in store for you guys next episode yeah bye bye everyone